welcome to the Wealth and Purpose Podcast, where people who are led by their hearts come to learn the secrets to creating wealth in a way that feels really good and live their purpose fully in the process. I'm your host, Patty Lennon. I'm an ex-type A corporate banker turned intuitive business coach. I'm also a wife, a mom to two preteens, a professor, Girl Scout leader, and well, hey, you get it. Like you, I wear a lot of hats. Whether you're looking for inspiration to get started or strategies to get growing, I am here to help you create abundance in every area of your life and business. Welcome. Hey, welcome everyone. It's Patty here. And today I'd like to share a story with you about the time that I almost gave up on my business. And I think it's a story probably uh, you and I share. And if you haven't encountered this moment, maybe it's coming. Uh, If I had my way, no one would experience this ever. But I think it's just part of the entrepreneurial journey. It's that point in time where you meet um, the place where you're just doing so much and the results don't match your effort. And you're wondering if there's ever going to be a different way. Um, You've invested in coaches, you've invested in mentors, you've invested in programs, and yet it's still so hard. So if that is you or that has ever been you, then I hope you get some inspiration from this. I hope you know that you are not alone. And I hope you know that there is something so much better waiting for you in the future. And maybe my journey will show you the path to that better place. So uh, I was in my business probably five years when I hit this point. And I wasn't struggling financially at that point. What caused the crisis was I hit a low in my emotions and my mental state. And I just felt so down. And I was talking to my coach about it. And she said, Well, have you looked at the money in your business? You know, where are you with money? Because, you know, those those financial dips, they suck. And if you've been in one for a while, that alone can cause mental anguish, no matter how much you love what you do. And um, I hadn't. So I took out my numbers and I had actually, it was June, it was the end of June at this point, and I had actually made more in the six months of this year that I was in than I had in the entire last year. And that kind of blew my mind. I had already crossed six figures at June, and that was, you know, that was a dream destination for me at one point. And at first, I was kind of feeling like, yeah, and and really wanting to celebrate this moment. And that celebration lasted for about, oh, I don't know, five, six minutes, maybe an hour. But when I went to bed that night, there was this creeping, gnawing feeling in me. And when I woke up the next morning, I felt that I was already headed into a depression. That's the best word I could give it. And and I do understand that you know being in a deep depression is a is a pretty challenging thing, and that's not exactly what I had hit, but I was in in a dark place, and when I looked around inside myself to find out where this this was coming from, I realized that what I thought my life would look and feel like when my business was making this kind of money and I had the kind of visibility I had, was very different than the reality. 
I was thinking about my business all the time when I was with my family, when I was with my kids, uh, on date nights, you know, the few that I made space for. I didn't feel like I was living the life of Riley, which is what I thought it would feel like. And, you know, it felt pretty dull it, it, all in all. I felt like I was grinding out this success, not enjoying it. And I decided to take some time off and really get my head together. And the place I got to during that time off, I think I took, um, I, I rescheduled everything and I took from the middle of July off to the end of August. And in that time, I really allowed myself to decide, was I going to keep doing this business or not? Because I had started this business jumping out of a career I loved. I didn't race out of corporate. You know, when I was in banking, I loved it. I just loved working with individuals more. And the bank just couldn't give me a position that would let me just mentor people all day long, which is what I really wanted. But there were lots of other things I did in the bank that I loved. And and quite frankly, my life was potentially more enjoyable back then, although not as fulfilling in the work I was doing. And so I decided to really get my head around this and decide, you know, was my business going to go or not? And uh, what happened was that I decided I was not going to give up on my business yet, that I was going to figure this out. And one of the things I decided was that I was going to, no matter what, stop doing stuff that didn't feel good. And that I would get time back in my schedule, that I would find a way to be present with my kids and be present with my husband and present with my friends, make space for my body and make space for my health. And that would have to be a priority. And essentially what it came down to was when I looked at my business, the results of my business and the joy in my business came from the same thing. Like the marketing that created sales, that created the majority of my sales was the stuff I loved doing. It was speaking on stage. It was teaching. And I think at the time I was teaching more from instant teleseminar type structure, but you know, today it's webinar. But teaching was my fuel. It's what I loved to do. If I was doing a webinar, if I was speaking from the stage, it didn't matter how many clients came from that opportunity. I just loved it so much. And as we all know that's usually what works. And I don't know why we fight that so hard, but I eventually just, I cut out everything that I didn't love that wasn't creating the majority of my results. And so, you know, like most things, the 80-20 rule applied and 80% of my results was coming from 20% of my marketing. So there was a lot that I was able to get rid of. I instantly, and by instantly, I mean, I just immediately, I stopped worrying about Twitter at the time, Instagram did not exist. I barely was on Pinterest to begin with, but I completely stopped that as well. I didn't shut my accounts down. I just stopped posting. And I think actually I had three accounts. I had three hands on Twitter. You know, if you go ahead and dig around, I'm sure you can find the other two because uh, I don't. I never got rid of them. And um, I stopped posting on my page on Facebook. I stopped writing articles and submitting them to article databases. I stopped pitching guest blogs. 
you know, I just stopped doing all of this other nonsense I was doing. Now, these were strategies that were more alive five years ago. And today, you know, probably what you're working on, especially if you're in that state that I'm in, looks very different than what I'm talking about. But, you know, it could be, uh, who knows what you're doing. You're maybe focusing on Instagram stories and that doesn't feel good for you or Facebook Live and that doesn't feel good for you or whatever you're spending your time. I had invested money and training on creating a YouTube channel. I just stopped posting there. And um, I focused exclusively on speaking and running my own live workshops because I love doing those and, um, you know, doing online trainings. And I, I really stopped worrying about everything else. And I generated my list from speaking. And, you know, although my list wasn't as big as what other people's lists look like, when people meet you from the stage and they really connect to you and they feel that connection, they open what you send them. So although I didn't have as big of a list and I stopped doing all that list generating activity that you know was creating massive lists, affiliate marketing, et cetera, et cetera. So although I didn't have the same kind of list that people who were making the same kind of money I had and, and mentors were telling me I should develop, my list was far more active. And so it was very, you know, it was a very profitable engagement. And when I stopped doing all these things, I fully expected that my income would go down. But I had said to myself, you know what? If my income goes down and I'm working half the time that I was working and I'm enjoying my life and I'm happy and I like what I'm doing and I don't actually give up on this business, it'll be worth it. So when I stopped doing all this stuff, I fully expected that I would be making a lot less money. That actually turned out to not be the case. I started making more money with my time. And I shouldn't just say with my time. I was working less hours and making more money, period. So where I had been working these 50-hour a week, now I was working 30 hours and eventually got to 20 hours and was making more money. And it was crazy. But the reality was the reason I was able to make more money was when I stopped doing all these things – they were distracting. And quite frankly, I didn't even like doing them. And I started focusing on my own stuff, the stuff that I really loved. Then I was really able to pay attention to where, you know, maybe I gave one speech that was similar to another one, but more people responded to the the first one rather than the second one. And I could really look, okay, what were like the little things I did different there? And start to really start to understand what my audience liked and what served them at bigger levels and and what created responses in them and engagements in them. And so the stuff I did do, I did much, much more effectively. And And the results I created became better and better and better. And so... You know, there's a a couple of lessons here that I think are important. And the first one is that if right now, if you're in that place where your business isn't working for you, you know, look at that 80-20 role and see, you know, where are 80% of your results coming from? And most likely they're coming from 20% of the marketing you're doing. And just start weeding out that other stuff. I get that you know, other people in your industry might be doing these things you think you should be doing or supposed to be doing, but it doesn't matter because if you're not happy and, or you're not getting results from doing those things and they're not working, they, you shouldn't be spending your time on them. And when you have more free time, then what starts to happen is you become a happier person and happier people attract 
more clients just naturally because people want to be around people who are happy and and not happy in the carefree, you know, dancing through a field of sunflowers. I'm just talking about grounded in a sense of joy and and peace in who you are. So um, look at that 80-20 rule for your marketing because I think that's a big piece. And hey, if sales is hard for you, and I'm putting that in quotes, let me tell you something. You start narrowing down the marketing you're doing, you really start honing in on that, you are going to really start to see some increased results in your sales. Because by the time someone gets to you and deciding whether they're going to buy or not, they're already so so connected to you and they understand your value at such a deeper level that the actual sales process is almost like a, it's just a, a, a consideration, you know, it's just a, a technical thing. Like it's clicking a button or handing off the credit card. It's not a decision point anymore, right? The decision has already been made. So there's a huge value in, in looking at this 80-20 rule. The second thing is pay attention to what you need, what your body needs, what your soul needs, what your mind needs. And don't ignore that anymore because I promise you, if you have not hit the dead end that I hit, you will, you're running for it. I, I guarantee you are running for it. If you are ignoring what your body, your mind, and your soul needs, you are running for a dead end. And, it, and the faster you run towards that dead end, the more it's going to hurt when you hit it because it's a brick wall. And the third thing is know what's important to you. Know what's important to you because I, as we go on in this podcast, I will share more about the fact that sometimes I really question, you know, why the divine entrusted me with children because sometimes I do not feel like I am a great mother. I try, but but I can tell you, I value my, my role as a mother in my children's life and I value them and my relationship to them and I value my relationship to my husband. And it was, you know, they, we were not at a point where our marriage was in crisis or my kids were in crisis, but it hurt. It hurt my heart to be that distracted. It was my value in my marriage and my kids and my relationships did not match the way I was behaving in them at that time. And that was a huge catalyst for change for me. If if that had not been compromised, I probably could have pushed through those bad feelings and the dullness and the, you know, potentially that maybe I was headed for depression. Maybe I could have pushed through some of that or all of it if it were not, you know, for the crisis that I felt in my heart around my relationships. And let me just kind of backpedal a little. I just said, you know, that I could have pushed through the depression and I always want to be cautious because what I'm talking about is that it's that situational depression, not that chemical depression, which you can't push through. So if you're there listening and you're, you know that you're in a long-term depression, please, please, please get help because, you know, support will make this a lot easier. But if it's situational depression, meaning it's depression you feel because of stuff going on in your life, then yeah, sometimes you can push through it until things change. But for me, it was really my relationships and the value I put in them that was the catalyst for me. So um, I hope what I just shared is helpful or motivational or gives you a piece of the puzzle maybe to your next step to creating wealth with purpose. What I can tell you is the divine does not expect you to push through bad feelings. 
the divine does not ask you to push through depression or or discomfort that's coming from your soul. The divine wants you to be in alignment and will create that abundance, will create that wealth in alignment with your purpose. The thing is that you have to make the hard choices that make that happen though. And you have to have the faith and the courage to move in the direction of what's right for you. And I just want you to know I've got your back with that. So um, I hope that that is helpful. And hey, if you have any thoughts about this or any questions, I'd love to hear them. Send me an email, patty at pattylennon.com. And if this, the piece of the puzzle around the marketing sounds good to you or feels good to you and it feels like something you really want to go after, we are just about to go into marketing week and I would love to have you there. Marketing week is September 24th to the 28th. And if you go to marketingweek.live, you will see um, access to sign up for it. And if you are listening to this podcast after Marketing Week has happened, don't you worry. Marketing Week happens every quarter, and I'm going to tell you a bit about it in a minute, but if you get to the webpage and Marketing Week is already going or it's past, you will have the option to be reminded when Marketing Week goes live again. So um, what Marketing Week is about is it's a process, a live a virtual event process where every day for five days, I give you quick bite-sized exercises to work on that will help you get to the heart of what's right for your business, help you narrow down to that, the 20% of your marketing that's creating the 80% of your results. And by the end of the week, you will have a fully fleshed out marketing plan and a week by week marketing and sales calendar that shows you exactly what you need to be working on week by week for the next three months to create the kind of results you want in the following quarter. So if that sounds good to you, definitely check it out. I'd love to have you there. We will be building a big community in our Facebook page. And although the you could just show up and do the 15-minute exercise every day, and that would get you where you need to be on Friday, where we'll spend an hour together putting that calendar together. Or you could get involved in a lot of the other fun stuff we're doing. There'll be open Q&As every day. I will be present in the Facebook group answering any of the questions you have about developing your marketing and sales plan. And there's going to be lots of games and prizes all designed to get you motivated and excited to do this work, to get your business to that place where it not only pays your bills, but it's exciting and it's scalable and predictable. So if all of that sounds good to you, definitely go check out marketingweek.live and we'll put that link in the show notes. And again, I would love to hear your thoughts, questions. Email me, patty at pattylennon.com. I look forward to hearing from you. Have a fabulous day. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of the Wealth and Purpose Podcast. If you liked what you heard, please share this episode with someone you know needs to hear it. And if you're feeling really generous, I'd love for you to leave us a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you found us. It fills my heart when I read a review and helps us reach many more people. So thank you. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.